Hey everybody, it's Tuesday, the 17th of May. Um, got done planting beans today, and some people got done a little sooner. There's still people working at it, um, but uh, we got done today. Uh, got a couple little spots we're going to touch up, and you know, you always wonder if everything's going to come up, but uh, basically we're sitting in pretty good shape right now. Most all of our corn's up. Um, the last stuff planted is just starting to poke through. Heat's been wonderful. You know, heat can, a 90 degree weather getting a crop to come up can solve, quote unquote, a lot of problems. Uh, we got the old hoe out. We hoed some of the corn, um, to some of the hard spots. And, uh, you know, my mother always said that the corn always jumped after you aired it out by getting air down to the roots by hoeing it. And uh, I can tell you where, where Theo hoed the corn, it, uh, it's really looking good and it's jumped up and uh, we're looking at some rain tonight now. But I want to talk about, uh, uh, you know, the, the title of this is Made Some Corn Sales. Uh, I still got some old crop left, both corn and beans. Beans more gambling stock, corn still a, a, a percentage of the crop, not a big percentage, but a percentage. Um, kept a little corn in the bin too for cattle feed. Just, you know, you just wonder when you get this price this high. And I know, uh, there was a point in time at the end of last week that, uh, ADM Decatur was way over the futures. I mean, I'm talking like 40, 60 cents over the futures. That's a positive basis. I, I know, um, Talking to one grain elevator, and they said, "Yeah, there was a lot of trucks, and they weren't able to get everything they wanted to." But they get, they get, they got like fifteen hauled in one day. That'd be fifteen thousand hauled in one day, and uh, felt really good about getting that much over. And and that can help pad your bottom line when you're basically a grain elevator playing the basis game. But and and I have more than one resource that I use on quote unquote when to sell. Uh, but I can tell you on, on uh, new crop corn and beans, I've resisted the urge until Monday. And actually, actually my targets, I put them in, oh, before this last break is when it, when it made it jumped up there. And um, we had some new contract highs here. What was that, like two weeks ago? I put my numbers in there. And, uh, of course, December corn's been outperforming old crop corn. And December would be new crop corn. Old crop corn would be uh, the J July contracts. Well, uh, lo and behold, um, Sunday night, my orders got filled. The places got hit. So me and the landlords all kind of got a little corn sold. And, and yes, uh, I... I I help my landlords in selling grain. I don't necessarily sell it for them. We talk a lot about it. I tell, I kind of tell them what I think, think, I, or at least what I'm doing, what I'm looking at. And then, you know, they at any point in time too, they had the ability to call up the elevator and sell some, or just you know, you know, you get a harvest, it's a good price in the fall, or they get a good price in December, they can just sell the rest of it too. Um, but it's it's it's, and I tell you what, it's nice to talk it out talk it over with some people about this is what I'm thinking about doing. And I will say that the, my, the, this first new crop corn sale at 725 is a nice place to start the average at. Now, if, if the corn market goes down, 
I got some 725 corn on the books to average out the Dex corn against. And if it goes up to 825, well, at least I don't have any $6 corn on the books. I just got 725 corn on the books. So, and really, you get to look at it, you know, um, my, my biggest land landlord, which is really a trust, um, you know, ten thousand bushel at seven twenty five is is seventy two five this fall, and just ten thousand bushel. You know, ten semi loads of corn. Now, um, you're you're going to have uh, you know some drying on this, and that's always a, a quote unquote, for lack of a better word, scary thing of what the drying is actually going to cost this year. I don't think a lot of farmers have realized, especially if you haven't depend on, and, and whether it's a commercial elevator doing it or you doing it on your own farm, I look from this summer forward for electricity to start just doing what gas, gas and diesel did. And that means just going straight up. Uh, you, we all know propane and natural gas are going to be tremendously expensive. And so I'm just I'm just kind of wondering what actually will be the the drying charge that the grain elevator is going to charge, and they're probably going to raise their storage rates too, just for the simple fact is you know they got to run some air on these bins, uh, you know you got you got to cool the corn down for the winter time, and then you know when come spring you got to warm it back up, so they're going to have to run some fans, and uh, it's it's going to be quote unquote for lack of a better word interesting to see you know, where all these charges go at. But, and, and like I said, the title, title of this, and that's what I'm talking about really, is I started selling um, and, and hit, it, hit it overnight on Sunday night, had some orders in, had, had some, some nice places, uh, and then had just new crop. Still got some bean orders in, still got some old crop corn, old crop beans, new crop beans, but my new crop corn Corn got hit. Now, you know, where do you go from here? Well, two things. Um, one, um, you know, there, there's going to be a point in time where you're probably going to want to buy puts. And, and by the way, uh, Judy still has some calls on. She still has some re. She still has some ownership on paper of some old crop. Um, she's re-owned some of mine, too. Um but that that's okay. I'm I'm good with that. But then, uh, like I said, we still have a little bit of physical product left too from last year. Um, and 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 well, just to give a little insight, her corn options she's rolled them three times. And there was a point there in May where she rolled. She was able to roll out at one figure, and actually roll into July corn um, for. For, how, how do I put it? Uh, she took her profit and rolled into the July corn at at a lower level than what she thought she was going to have to. She didn't give up. She didn't quote unquote give up all of her profit to go up. You know to go to go in back into an option at a later date because the spread between the May and the July, the May May was so strong. Um, and of course now we're seeing the D. Gain on the July. Now the de- the Dece is not worth as much as the July, and I know for some of you out there, this is all becoming Greek. But you know the the futures market is the futures market. It's what the prices are going to be in the future. But you're trading them today, and there's different months, delivery months. 
And so you could you can you can not only you know buy and sell just straight futures. You can buy and sell you know call options. You can buy and sell put options, and you could turn around and and also do things like you know buy the December and sell the July. If the December's gaining more cents per bushel than the July is, well that'll put money in the bank. Now if it's if it's if the July gains more than the December, then you're then you're losing money. You know, <laughs> you know, you and those are spreads. It's called spreading, and um, it's a dangerous game to play right now, in my opinion. And, and as one friend of mine was talking about, you know, he he's uh, he's looking to get back into some silver ownership, and he's he said I'm only I'm only going to do it with options. He said I'm I'm not going to buy the futures. This thing's just too scary. There's too much running on. You know, look look at the Bitcoin stuff. And, and and I shouldn't say Bitcoin, the cryptocurrencies. You know, and Luna. You know, we talk about Luna went from, you know, a $44 billion market cra- capitalization down to basically nothing. But when Luna hit the absolute low, it's like 8,000% higher. Now, I don't even think it's worth one penny uh, yet, but you know they trade in these fractions, and you know Luna got way, 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 way down there. You know it's amazing that you never really go to zero. Well, I guess you do go to zero. You go past zero because you know it wasn't that long ago oil was bringing a negative forty-one dollars a barrel in Cushing, Oklahoma. Now that was a nearby upfront delivery aspect. The fact is that at that time Cushing, Oklahoma was completely full of oil, and they did not want any more oil there. And so they actually would give you money not to not to bring the oil in, basically. And and I do know one person that bought some oil at like a zero dollar a barrel, and when it went a negative forty one dollars a barrel, it was one heck of a margin call. I mean, just it's one of those ruination trades. And you know, back to the cryptocurrencies, somebody that mortgaged their house, you know, borrowed money, bought it on margin. You know, Luna at $95 a coin, and now, you know, Luna's worth zero. Uh, they're, they're BK, too. They're broke. Uh, also, there, there's people that, you know, they, they bought $1,000 worth of Luna when it was worth basically nothing. And then it became worth a whole lot. And, you know, that $1,000 maybe turned into forty dollars or $50,000, and they bought a car or went on a vacation or did something and felt wealthy. Well, that wealth effect is gone. Stock markets lost a lot of value. Um, you know, the question is, is, you know, real estate and other things next? I don't know. Um, it, and I'm not a market expert, and I'm not a market advisor. I'm just telling you what I did. And uh, I guess it would have probably been real early Monday morning. We sold some new crop corn. First sale, too. Um, I think it's going to beat the pro pricing guys that are somewhere in the $4 range still with their corn. Man, man, there's some of the quote-unquote expert marketing services that, you know, market the grain for you that's really got themselves into some tough positions. Of course, I, I've, you know, I've, I've, I've had to learn this the hard way myself. Never have the person that you're selling your grain to be the marketing person. You need to separate 
the marketing advice and the marketing decisions from the person that you're selling it to. Now, that doesn't mean you still don't talk to them. That doesn't mean you don't pick their brain. That don't mean you don't take all the free uh, information from them that you can. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, there, there's only really one guy I know in, in the grain business, and he's he's retired. He's older. And one of the one of the best grain people I've ever known in my life, and uh, he could he he would tell you well it's probably not good for the elevator but this is what I would do with my grain, and you know what he still made the elevator a lot of money, but built built stuff from the ground floor up, um, but yeah, um, sell sell sold some sold some corn, new crop corn. On um, Sunday night, Monday morning, and feel good about it. And and like I said, if if seven twenty five is my worst sale, I'm okay with that. That means things went on up. And if if the market backs off from here and seven twenty five is my you know best sale, I'm okay with that. Now next year, with what it's going to cost us to put a crop in the ground. Uh, we're going to need $7 to make some money. I mean, I, I just look at the cost of this nitrogen and this fertilizer. And you know, seeds got to go up because the seed companies, their truckings went up, their diesel fuels went up, their fertilizers went up. You know, everything has gone up. And and I'm just sitting here kind of guessing what I think this stuff's going to be. And I'm like, good golly, is our break even going to be 6 bucks? So we and and maybe on the other side, I better be, I better hope that maybe seven twenty five is the cheapest that I sell the corn for because uh, it's going to take all the money we can make this year to put next year's crop in. Man, we're rolling the dice from year to year right now with all the money. Um, it's been profitable, but there's. There's a lot of risk out there on the table. You know, as I told somebody, you know, when corn was $2.50 and our production costs were $2 a bushel, um, you know, the only thing you could lose was two fifty a bushel. You know, if, if corn went to zero, you only lost two fifty a bushel. But when corn's $8 on the board, but let's just say corn's cash is seven twenty five. what I sold that at. You know, if corn goes to zero, that's seven twenty five and loss. Now it won't go to zero, but yet, uh, you know, stranger things have happened in the world. Negative oil price. That the cryptocurrencies completely. I mean, the cryptocurrencies didn't just fall out of bed. They fell down the stairs. They crashed through the bottom floor, and they're in the basement. You know, you almost think they went in the basement drain, and they're out there in the sewer land somewhere. Um, now, these cryptos have crashed before, you know, and they'll probably crash again. Um, but it, it's um, it's just kind of crazy what's going on right now. And, and you know, the, if the Ukrainian war ends tomorrow, um, okay, you know, okay let, let's say Putin really has cancer. Let's say Putin falls over dead. Let's say some Russian generals take over and they're like, mm, are bad, we want to get out of this deal. Uh, let's figure a way out. You know this market's going down. But on the other hand, to, to quote a major university guy, how do you price in the possibility of 
limited tactical nuclear warfare in a battlefield zone that happens to be one of the bigger breadbaskets of the world. I mean, you know, all, all Putin's got to do is just, and, and I'm not talking big nukes, I'm just talking tactical nukes. Because you do that, that, that ground's not only tainted for this year, it's tainted for quite a few years to come. You know, I, I, I wonder, I feel so sorry for those guys, those, those, those Russian soldiers that were made to dig the trenches in, quote-unquote, the Red Forest by Chernobyl. And then they were all took to Belarus because they all had that radiation sickness. You know, you just wonder if any of them survived and what kind of shape they're in if they did. Oh, my. But, yeah, you know, how do you, pre- how do you price in limited nu- tactical nuclear warfare or the war ending tomorrow. I mean, that's a wide range of trading right there. That's a, that's a, that's a rather large number between those two scenarios. And unfortunately, both are probably possible. No, the one would probably be good. That's peace. The other one would not be good at all. Whew. Makes grain marketing interesting, doesn't it, folks? Well, hey, the the boss said I should uh, uh, podcast about this, and I I'm smart enough to listen to the boss. Um, sold some corn, um, and, and if you got a bunch of corn on the books, well, that's you know once again, and 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 this this may be the top in here. I don't know, but once again, there was a lot of advisory services over the winter that were advising people to cash in early now. We're probably real close to the turning point here where uh, being early is going to pay versus being late. But for the last, what, three years, being late has paid. Clear back into the Trump payment times. You know, b- dragging your feet, being a pronosticator, b- being uh, lazy about your marketing, whatever you want to say, not being proactive, it's paid well. But but these markets come and go, and they ebb and flow. And a lot of times what works this year does not work the next year. And, you know, we may be back in the time frame where, you know, way advanced forward sales are going to be the best ones. Right now, though, we're in a situation that it is not. And I, and I know some of, the, some of these quote-unquote experts are going to say, yeah, but we didn't know about the Ukrainian war, and that's what really drove it higher. Folks, we're not even really into a weather market yet. But there's a lot of problems around the world, especially around the world growing wheat. And let's face it, somewhere in the world harvests wheat every month of the year. I would would not surprise me that almost every day of the year there's a combine going somewhere in a wheat field. And, And wheat's a starch grain. You know, rice is the starch grain, corn's the starch grain, barley, oats. You know, they're, they're, we call them feed grains, but they're really starch grains. And, um, you know, wheat, wheat forever, we called it poverty grass because it just wasn't worth anything anymore. You know, there was more profitability in corn and soybeans because of the advances in, in the genetic modification and the yield and, and the, you know, the herbicide availabilities and, you know, just the different, you know, the, the, the resistance to certain bugs and herbicides. I mean, it was just, you know, and, and wheat was poverty grass. 
And, you know, there was a lot of people that said, yeah, you know, we harvest wheat, you know, every month of the year. There's, there's kind of like 11 wheat seasons uh, around the world. And, you know, when you, when you get to thinking about that, um, you're like, wow, we, we needed not three catastrophes in a row, but we probably needed four or five. Well, right now, I'm not sure. I haven't been counting, but we got, what, four, five, six? I mean, the hits just keep on coming. And, and when you talk about a length of harvest, you look at, you know, there's wheat in Texas harvested in May. And then there's wheat in the Canadian prairie provinces that's harvested in September. So you got May, June, July, August, September. You got five months just here in the North American continent, you know, with, with wheat harvest. And we we got, you know, too much water now up north. They can't get the spring wheat crop planted. It's too dry down south. You know, you, you I mean, there were some people talking about, you know, the, you know, the guess, you know, the, I think it was like USDA put the Oklahoma yield at 46 bushel the acre. And a lot of the uh, ag- agronomic experts were saying there ain't no way. Now, I don't know what what it is, what it could be. You know, have they gotten rain since then? You never know. Um, but I do know that, 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 that the last report I seen on wheat is it lost two percentage points out of the good category and the extremely poor or very poor category gained two points. That's not a good jump because you didn't go just down one. You didn't go down to the poor. You went to the very poor. Um, But, you know, we had a lot of that 90-degree weather and everything else in there. But, no, I just wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, we we got our first new crop corn sales on the books. Feel good about it. Uh, Now we just got to raise it. But feel a little bit better, too, getting that stuff off and sold because we got the corn up. Uh, supposed to get a pretty good rain tonight, kind of be a wet week for the rest of the week. We'll see where it goes. Um, you know, we're going to have some maintenance on this crop and everything else, but, you know, back to mowing the yard probably as soon as it dries up and start thinking about that first cut in hay. Hay's going to be a, probably a premium deal to get this year. Because my guess is, well, and I think what a lot of people will do, they'll take that first big cutting off of hay, that first cutting, and then they'll either tear it up or they'll plant Roundup Ready soybeans and they'll hit it with Roundup. I think you're going to see a lot of first cutting of hay and then a, then a grain crop going in behind it or soybeans. Um, yeah, it's tempting. It's tempting. But no, we're, we're going to hay it and then we'll hay it several more times during the rest of the year. Um, Got to feed the cow something. Snowballs don't work too good in the wintertime. They like their hay. Well, hey, to the smartest audience in agriculture, here's hoping that your marketing plan's going to plan, is going the way you want it to. Uh, we feel pretty good about ours. We feel that we got our these first sales on the books. Um, and, and nice thing about having a sale on the book, now you got a benchmark. You know, if it's above that, okay, we're doing better. If it's below that, but yet you're building more bushels, you know that you got those early sales to to get your average up. Uh, so we're feeling good about it. Hey, the smartest audience agriculture. Thanks for listening.